Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Our Oilers Now headliner today is brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk W I L H A U K today. And we welcome back to the show, friend of the show, longtime Washington Capitals uh, analyst and formerly a Capitals player, hard nosed Alan May. Hi, Al. How you doing? Doing great today, Bob. Good to be with you again. Good. What did you think of John Cooper? Uh, uh, post-game reaction after uh, the overtime winner from Nazem Kadri in uh, game number four that put Colorado up 3-1. Well, he sounded like a lawyer, and he is a lawyer, and I can't blame him. But, you know, one of the things is, you know, these things, these plays, that offside, we see it so many times in a game where it's not noticed, it's unnoticed, it doesn't count. And it's such a tough call because I haven't seen any video that makes it look like it's very egregious. So to me, it's just something that he's trying to win the next game with the referees and maybe gain some favor on some calls. So it's a tough one, but I thought it was kind of genius in the way that he did it. And uh, and I, I have to say that I did like the fact that he's fighting for his team and he used some great tact. Yeah, well, uh, no, I mean, they're a great organization. They do a lot of things really well. They have a lot of best-of practices. That's part of the reason why. You know, three straight Stanley Cup finals, even if they don't get it done. I mean, they've been in six of the last eight conference finals, Al. They do some pretty good business down there, don't they? Well, absolutely. And you know what? One of the things, and I believe that there's a reason the American teams continue to win the Stanley Cups. They have less media pressure, um, less social media pressure. The players are anonymous in, in the public. But on the other side of it, it's, you know, it's a well-run business. No one interferes. They're not forced to make irrational decisions, decisions in their front office, and the owner supports what they do. So, you know, they've, they've created an excellent thing with the players that they have, the way they're stocking their talent pool, the trades they make, and they're very well thought out. And right from Steve Eiserman to Petrice Biesbra, they have the support of their owner, Jeff Finnick, who's not a lifetime hockey guy, who doesn't try to act like he's a hockey guy. And just because he's won a Stanley Cup, he's not interfering. And just once again, they continue to do so many things right and so many things well. And their players are allowed to progress, I think, a lot more naturally than in the Canadian market where they're so under scrutiny. Yeah. Uh, Switching focus, the NHL awards took place between games three and four. Austin Matthews scored 60 goals this season. The players voted him the Lindsay Award winner. Uh, and he got the Hart Trophy. And it was fairly overwhelming over Connor McDavid. Let me ask you. And Austin had a great year. Are we now at the stage where people are judging Connor different to a different level than other players in the league? I actually think they do. And, you know, don't forget, the Edmonton Oilers aren't owned by Rodgers and Bell. <laughs> They're two different companies and 
it's you know that that own that team they're a major media market you look at the amount of votes to come from that area but in my opinion Connor mcdavid is the most valuable player in the league but it's a hard to go against the players when the players voted you know him for the ted lindsey it's tough to go against Connor for uh, austin matthews but at the same time i cannot believe that some of the writers didn't have austin and Connor, one and two, two and one, however you want to describe it. And to me, that's, that's the number one thing that I took away from it, is I can't believe that, that some of the votes that these people put in there, and thankfully, that's the reason they're published, uh, so we can look at who the clowns in the National Hockey League are when it comes to voting. Well, one of the voters had uh, Tuka Rask as a third-string, st- uh, third-team All-Star in goal. He played four games this year. And, she, and, and by the way, had a goals against average in the fours. Not quite sure how that one happened. Uh, and, you know, I, I made reference of a Pittsburgh writer that didn't have McDavid with one of his five selections. That same individual did not have Austin Matthews with uh, one of his five selections for the Hart Trophy. But in McDavid's case... Uh, in the two games against Pittsburgh this year, he had a goal and three assists in both games. The first one, he was plus five, Edmonton won 5-2. And in the second game, he was plus uh, two, and the Oilers won 5-1 in Pittsburgh on ESPN. And I was kind of thinking to myself, like, so McDavid has two goals, eight points, goes plus seven in two games against Pittsburgh, and this guy doesn't think McDavid, you know, should, you know, merit a top five. So I couldn't believe it, Al. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised. No, you should be absolutely embarrassed for the clown because there's no way that should happen. Any way you look at it, if that doesn't wow you when you see the guy in person, and a lot of times I have a completely different outlook on players when I see them, you know, how, how I see their skill levels and what they do in person as opposed to watching on television. I think skating looks better in person. The dynamics of, you know, the vision of the players is way better in person. And for someone to go and <laughs> that, that's just absolutely Incredible, but you, if you went around the National Hockey League, no one knows who that guy is. Yeah. And really, when, there should be people. There should be a process where some people are eliminated from the voting. From, from I, the voting I agree. I had this together. Yeah, I communicated with Frank Cervelli, who's the head of the uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association. Said, "Why do we have 195 voters? Like, how about two per team? How about that's the fair? And you got to and you got to travel." But the, what's happened now is there's fewer writers traveling than ever before. Well, I saw. I saw are you golf? By the way, are you, have we got you at the golf course? Because I could hear somebody get in, get in. It sounded like somebody was canning a putt there. I am at a cancer charity, a, a rare awesome. women's cancer charity, awesome. and uh, with my broadcast partners, and they're about 150 feet away. But that's why they're on television. They're very loud. <laughs> but I, but I, I, when we go into the ballot, when I was looking at those Excel spreadsheets the other day, yeah. I couldn't believe uh, some of these names that I had never heard or seen of. And I read, I read everything. I look for everything everywhere. And I was just in shock at what I was seeing at some of the people that had votes. So, you know, there, there definitely is too many. They're searching for votes in different areas. And uh, I would like to rather see everyone on the U.S. TV panel vote than people in market that have never, ever, uh, sounds like they've never gone to a hockey game. And if they do, it's only casually to like a, a partial amount of the games during the season and, and the city that they represent. Now, injuries are part of the deal, and I was somewhat surprised after the orders were eliminated by Colorado that Darnell Nurse did not require surgery. The Washington Capitals, all the team that you covered, they have not been that lucky, have they? 
Oh, no. You know, and it's catching up. There's a lot of cars with 200,000 miles on them right now, and they're fancy exotic cars, but right now it's time is, Father Time's catching up to a lot of the players So who, who's all – so uh, Wilson, Backstrom, like uh, what are we looking at here with these guys? Well, we're looking at Backstrom probably season. Uh, if he can ever come back, you're looking at Tom Wilson, December, January. You're looking at TJ Oshie. We don't really know. Um, wow. You're looking at – I know there's a couple more on there, but it's it's incredible. I know some of the players in the AHL are going to be out for the season, some of the guys that were slated to make the big club. So it's a completely different time right now for the Capitals. And with free agency on July 13th, I think the date is, they, they've got a lot of tough decisions on how they can manage and handle the cap. Hey, uh, just as an FYI, are you surprised that Barry Trot sounds uh, Darren Drager putting out today that uh, you know he's informed Winnipeg he's not going to coach this year? Are you surprised by that? Well, he's making a lot of money, and I have a feeling he's making some huge cash demands, and people aren't meeting him, and he's probably just waiting for the fallout. He may have his, his sights set on a certain town, or maybe he's got a job lined up in management somewhere. But I, I find that a guy that's as good as coach as he is, he should stick to coaching rather than trying to get into management. Now, that's something he can do for years and years. I think he's got to take one more kick at the can and see what he can do as a National Hockey League coach. If you're going to find a goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers, who's it going to be? Well, there's one guy in the finals that's a UFA uh, who was the worst goalie in the world a couple games ago, Darcy Kemper. Yeah. But you look at what he's, the numbers he's put up over the years. He's a UFA. He's $4.5 million this year at 32 years of age. Uh, I think, you know, but that's one of the areas with the Oilers. And then you've got John Gibson, who apparently is available for trade. And I Does think he want to come John to Canada? Gibson. Does he want to come to Canada? Yeah, that's the toughest thing there. But at the same time, you have the lure of playing with two guys that can score game-winning goals in McDavid and Dreisaitl. So that's something to look at. And as players get older, um, you kind of throw that, you know, not playing in Canada thing to the wayside so you can chase a cap. I think the cap where the, the Oilers are very close to putting a roster together, that's legitimate when you go into a series that you can look at. And I think in the next two years, they have a legit team as they start to clean contracts out and add better defensemen, and they've certainly got to find goaltending stability. Al, we'll let you get back to the golf tournament. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers now. Yeah, take care, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That is Alan May, longtime Washington Capitals player and broadcaster. Uh, he is our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. All season long, the Oilers now lineup report is brought to you on game days by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today, edmonton.ca. The Oilers, as they are currently constructed right now with the existing contracts they have. McDavid with Hyman and Poliarvi. Poliarvi, a restricted free agent. Dry settle. Um... Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and put R&H on left wing with Yamamoto. Uh, and Yamamoto's an RFA. McLeod, third line center, RFA with Holloway and Cassian. And that would leave Shore with Fogel and Derek Ryan. And obviously Ryan McLeod's an RFA as well. Nurse and CeCe on defense. Keith and Bouchard, uh, Broberg potentially, and Tyson Berry. That's with the existing contracts that the team has, and then Smith and Skinner. The Oilers would have Neil, uh, Sakara, and Lucic still on uh, buyouts or retained dollars. They'd have an overage of about 800000 bucks with Bouchard, 
from this past season when he hit all four qualifiers for bonuses and Clefbaum on LTIR at $4.2 million. Uh, that would bring Edmonton roughly to $78 million, okay, for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> and away you have it. Uh, and that factors in the $4 million bucks for Clefbaum. So not a lot of wiggle room there. For the Edmonton Oilers, you'd probably need a couple extra depth forwards to that and one extra depth defenseman as well. Uh, it's interesting because if you take a look at in Bakersfield, and I've got Broberg on the Oilers team next year, uh, and that does not have that lineup does not have Evander Kane nor Brett Kulak in the lineup. And we know for a fact that Ken Holland has expressed the desire to return those two guys back. On the farm, um, Center options, Brad Malone on an NHL deal, James Hamlin on an NHL deal, Luke uh, Noah Phillip, Noah Phillip on an NHL deal, Savoy on an NHL deal on the left side. On the right side, Seth Griffith, Xavier Borgo, Raphael Lobois, and Ty Tulio. A couple of guys have already committed to uh, American Hockey League deals that will be with the team up front next year, including uh, Esposito, Luke Esposito, and... Cambites, who uh, came in last year and uh, did some good things playing for Colin Chuck, who I, I think we'll hear shortly has been extended as head coach of the AHL team as well. On defense, Samarukov and Deharnay, Nimalainen and Camp, Cuckoo and Kesseling. They're all on NHL deals. Yanni Caldas is there as well next season on an AHL deal. And then Fanti and Rodrigue in goal. And I, I neglected to mention Smith and Skinner, the goalies under contract right now. Again, we're waiting on Mike Smith. We're waiting on Duncan Keith. Smith injured three times last season. Duncan Keith with a... $5.58 million cap hit, but only owed $1.5 million in real dollars left. Does he decide to continue to play? We shall see. We'll have an idea. And the next week is going to be fascinating around the National Hockey League. There's no question about it. Uh, and then what do the Oilers do? How creative can they get to keep Evander Kane here? Do they have to trade for his rights from San Jose so they know where they're at? Maybe that is the road to go. Brett Kulak, what's the, does Kulak take a two-year deal, three-year deal, four-year deal? Usually players want term. Maybe Kulak bets on himself, looks at Duncan Keith, and says, you know what, I'll take a two-year deal at $2 bucks and see if I can get into a second pairing uh, when Keith's contract is up. That is a possibility as well. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780. 780- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 0496-0063. We will wrap up Oilers now when we return. Let's go to a text for, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line from former defenseman Mark. He says, Bob, I would agree that Tampa Bay is a well-run organization. However, having no state tax is a massive advantage. 
what would Edmonton be able to do if they essentially had $8 million more in cap space? How I come up with that figure is they can effectively pay 10% less than most other teams and have the player take home the same amount of money in Tampa. It's not just Tampa. It's Las Vegas, Nashville, Dallas, Seattle, and obviously Florida. The only other club that's exploited this to any degree of success so far has been Las Vegas so far. And that one comes to us from former defenseman Mark. Oh, it's a valid point. There's no question about it. All right. This day in Oilers history, and we referenced this earlier in the show for New West Travel. Once the NHL schedule gets released, uh, we'll announce something. I think we're pretty certain we're going to go back to Nashville during the course of the regular season. The Oilers are there twice next year. On this date, back in 2011, the Oilers drafted Ryan Nugent Hopkins first overall, and they also got Swedish defenseman Oscar Klefbom 19th overall. Think about it for a second for Ken Holland. His top four was uh, Nurse, Klefbom, and Larson, and he had to move out, uh, replace two of those guys when Klefbom's career got shut down basically due to shoulder injury, and Adam Larson elected not to return to uh, Edmonton. The Oilers, speaking of that 2011 draft, uh, obviously ended up getting Adam Larson as well as Ryan Stroms. He had three of the top five picks from that draft year. Nugent Hopkins, again, six from that draft class in scoring. Tonight, on 6.30, Chet, Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final between Colorado and Tampa Bay. I will predict that when we come back on Monday, that'll be it. The the NHL season will be over, and we'll be moving on. Reminder, tomorrow, the Edmonton Elks and the Calgary Stampeders live from McMahon Stadium. The countdown to the kickoff show begins at 3.30 p.m. with the... Brendan Escott, and the game time is at 5 o'clock with Morley Scott and Blake Dermott. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, then Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons of Jay Lynn Nye from 3 to 6. Special thanks to Derek Scott for pinch hitting today. And you know what? We thought we'd uh, bring you – it's, it's a little bit of a bummer out there weather-wise, but we've had a pretty good run here in the spring and summer. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. No space to rent in this town. You're out of luck. And the Oilers have a shorthanded breakaway. Zach Hyman for the lead. Shoots and scores. In the 10-4. Calgary 3. With Kane. Centers Kane for the hat.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.